0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Fox and the Clown podcast. Uh, today, I feel like we're on a little bit of a late, um, a late blooming podcast. What does that mean? It means it's been a, it's been a few in the making. I feel like, like we were supposed to record on Sunday or something. We did not record on Sunday. Monday was your other free day. Didn't record, and now today, which is a Wednesday for the listeners. We, uh, I was like 40 minutes late to the podcast. No. What do you mean no?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the podcast doesn't have a time limit. The podcast is like oxygen. I guess, you know, if if you think about it like that, you can go for too long without oxygen
0: can go for too long without oxygen. So we hope the listeners haven't been uh, hypoxiaed of the podcast.
1: Oh, that reminds me. Hypoxia, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like epoxy. And I've been actually, I wasn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I've been making a tabletop for my desk. With epoxy? Yeah. Uh, I Basically, I went to Lowe's and I got a sheet of wood. I placed it on the desk. Uh, so I got a giant-ass board so I could use as my desk because my black... like My table was just made out of plastic, basically. And my computer would get hot and it would kind of like warp it a little bit. <clears throat> so I got this wood table... Now, on top of my actual table, it's like a tabletop. Anyways, I had a spare sheet of wood that I'm planning, if it goes correctly, I'm going to do the same thing with my bigger piece of wood. But I've painted it. Uh, I've spray painted it uh, like grays and browns with like white splatters, basically. basically. Mhm. And once, it's, once uh, my epoxy resin my self-leveling epoxy gets here in the mail I'll be doing a I'll be doing an epoxy coating on
0: top of it okay pretty cool now are you aware of some considerations you have to make while epoxying uh why what what do you have in mind so if you Are you doing an epoxy fill, like, all the way through top and bottom, or just on the top surface?
1: Uh, I was thinking
0: just on the top and the sides. Okay. Because you should know that epoxy warps, and wood, it can warp wood, and your table may turn out curved if you leave it over time. Isn't, uh, okay. Well, uh.
1: Isn't this self-leveling, I figured the self-leveling would just like, uh, you know, I don't know. That's something I did not consider.
0: I'm, I'm really not sure. I know that that can this is like happen. A, this is like a
1: durable piece of wood. Like it's not like flimsy.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like it might not matter. It might not. Honestly, it might not. I don't know. I have worked with epoxy in the past, but more from a like, um, fiberglass and carbon fiber and Kevlar perspective, like doing composite layups, because you use epoxy. You use use like a two-part epoxy to bond the layers together. However, that's quite a bit different than what I was doing, so I don't know. You might be okay, but you might also need to do a bit of research on that. Because you don't want... If you're drawing on that bitch, you don't want that to be, like, a curved kind of bowl, you know? Well, I'm basically all digital digital art anyways, so... Mmm. Okay. True. I mean, that could be cool. That could be cool. Imagine if you had just, like, a bowl table, and, like, you wouldn't have to worry <laughs> about pencils rolling <laughs> off the side, because they would just roll to the middle, right? Perhaps. Perhaps.
1: I'll I'll uh, I'll get an update once I've actually uh, finished it. Okay. It could go horribly wrong or it might work. I'm not I'm, I'm not actually going to do any research actually.
0: <laughs> You're just going to try just yeah, scientific method jump in, jump right into it. I mean the nice thing is like I don't know how much the epoxy was but at least the wood, I mean if it's DIY the wood is you know you just buy it from Lowe's or whatever. Yeah. So it's pretty low risk, right? mm-hmm and it's kind of nice and even if it warps it probably wouldn't warp after like a week or even a month it's also so not
1: like it's like a spare piece of wood that i'm testing it out on it's not like it's
0: not like my uh that my bigger piece mm. it's your trial run basically yeah 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 okay nice that's cool man i i didn't um i didn't know you were working on that type of side project that's pretty neat yeah, I want to have a really cool art desk. Yeah. I I think that's an underrated thing, like having a nice like you know, whatever you like to do, like if whether it's gaming, whether it's art or whether it's work, like having that setup that's really tailored to you, I think mm-hmm. is pretty underrated.
1: You recently uh set up your desk area.
0: I did. Yeah. Now it's, uh, it's pretty close to where I want it to be. There's like a few things I would change, but, um, I'm pretty happy with how it is now. Um, so yeah, I, I got this, I built this computer recently, but I've, I think I already talked about that on the podcast. Um, but I built the computer. I got like a monitor arm so that my screens are kind of lifted up and adjustable. You know, I've got my speakers. I bought a few plants for my desk as well, just to have a little bit of life in there. You know, you don't want you—you got to balance the technology out with a little bit of life. I feel like <laughs> the only—the only life on my desk is the cockroaches that are crawling
1: out of my drink can.
0: <laughs> oh my god, bro! <laughs> That—that's not uh, thats probably not ideal for for art at least for working. Or if you've got a couple cockroaches (laughs) wandering around. I use them as reference. I guess so, because you're working on a new comic, right? Uh, yes, actually. Did you want to talk about your keyboard first, though? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I could just talk about this part of my setup, but, like, uh, I recently got into the rabbit hole of mechanical keyboards, and so I decided to completely mod out my keyboard. And so now it's, like, you know, I, I changed the switches. I put some foam on the bottom. I put some tape on the back of the, the board. So now it sounds like this. Hopefully this doesn't mess anything up. It's got an um, Itachi extension. I, I don't even want to press buttons because I, I don't know what it will do. Actually, let me, t- let me click in this box here so I know I'm typing. I don't know if you can hear that. Kinda did. I mean it's not very accurate because it's not on the desk, like. But it's made to be a little bit quieter anyway. It's not offensive anyways. Not, not offensive.
1: Even. Mizuki whenever Mizuki types on his keyboard, it's like a fucking it's like your house is getting
0: shelled. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, well I'm gonna bring this thing to North Carolina, so I would be interested to hear your thoughts of it in IRL because I feel like Where the recording. I'm actually coming down to the river to pray. Wonder about that good old way. Let's see. But when so I I'm here I'm in NC from the fourteenth to the twenty eighth of June. But actually, I'll be in Maryland from the 20th to the 23rd at a conference. So I'll probably only be home-home, like... For like two or three days? Yeah, probably probably just that weekend from, I would say, like the 24th to the 26th, maybe. I could see. But I, I don't know. Well, that would be
1: interesting because... Uh... I think Mizuki is currently down here as well because he came down for his brother's graduation or something.
0: Mm, okay, Hiroki. Oh, I don't know if we want to dox him. We didn't say his last name. Actually, they already know the, his last name from <laughs> Mizuki's last name. Anyways, so we are doxing him. Mizuki was
1: coming down, and somewhere in, on his way here in Havelock, uh, he got his car got sandwiched between some car that ended him and the car in front
0: of him. So he's actually stuck down here as well. That is tragic, my boy. I'm so sorry for Mizuki. It's unfortunate. I actually just so, got done playing pool with him, and
1: I act I, I Morbius sweeped him.
0: What does Morbius sweep him mean? It means I fucked this shit up. Oh my gosh, Morbius swept. Is that what they're saying these days? <laughs> Morbius sweeping. Dude, that's the thing. I can't keep up with this shit. Like, uh, I know. I've been seeing all this stuff about, like, Morbius and, like, morbing around, kind of. Dude, I feel like <laughs> three years ago, I would have been on top of that, kind of morbing around with the rest of the goons. But now I'm like, what the fuck is morbing, you know? Memes are... I feel like
1: memes are at a point... I don't know if it's just because just, just we're, like, boomers, but memes are getting to a point where I just don't understand them. And it seems like they're so far like what's the what's the word it's like they've like evolved like they've lost meaning they've lost meaning or or any connotation that they once had
0: you like how did the meme start though like there has to be a story behind it start
1: people didn't just so, say uh, morbing around so i mean you, you know morbius came out right yeah the movie Is, was that a superhero movie uh, kind of, yeah. It's more. I think he's a villain in the comics. Okay. But I think it's Marvel. It came out. It had, like, no promotion, and it flopped, like, super hard. Okay. And uh, so because it was so bad, people were, like, joking about how bad it was. I thought it was actually an April Fool's joke because it came out, like, around April 1st. Hmm. Uh, but it's Morbin Time. It's just like, they stole it from, it's clobbering time from the thing in Fantastic Four.
0: So that's a real line in the movie, then. It's Morping time. No, it's not. (laughs) People people have just, like, ripped it from
1: the Fantastic Four guy. (laughs) They've given it to Morbius.
0: (laughs) So, what does it mean? Just, I mean, I I, I, I know I... (laughs) I realize I sound like an absolute fucking boomer. At this point, I'm fine with it. I, I mean, I just turned well, like 25. Is, it's it's clobbering time. Means you're about to beat
1: someone's ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't really. I'm assuming it's Morbin time. Is just that, but for Morbius.
0: Okay. So basically, By the way, it just the means main like
1: character's name is Michael Morbius. Michael
0: Morbius.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.
0: We, we got to get Mike on the... Po- Michael Burton on the damn podcast. <laughs> it's...
1: Here, give me a second to put my dog up.
0: Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad I know... I mean, I hope that's what it means. If so, I'm glad I know what it means. If that's not what it means, then like, I'm just lost. Trouble. I'm just lost. I'm lost on memes, bro. I can't keep up. Anyway, uh, more being aside, um, we did get a pretty interesting and nice question from one of our listeners about... Uh, video game, nostalgia, and different aspects of nostalgia. For example, music, uh, art style. fuck ask, ask this? This was a friend of mine that, um, they live in Turkey. And so they are, <laughs> they are our Turkish following. Who the fuck se- are you talking to in Turkey? Our, our 7% Turkish following. So, um, my roommate, my roommate's wife is Turkish. Oh, and, okay. and her sister came to the United States. And then she, just to visit, you know, because um, her whole family was, they were all visiting here. And then she found out about our podcast. And so now we have a listener from abroad. But oh, she yeah. asked this question because I think she's actually, um, she's also artistic. I say also because you're quite the artist yourself. And so she was very interested in this perspective on video games from, like, a story slash music. But we also added the spin of having gameplay um, and our our hardest boss in here that we've ever beat. So maybe we can run through that real quick as yeah. our main topic.
1: <clears throat> Which order, order do you want to uh, go about this?
0: Um, I don't know. What do you think would be best? I say...
1: How oh, uh, I Let's just start with uh, story.
0: Okay. So, I'll go first. I'll go first. Actually, no, you, you, go, you I'll let you go first for these. And then I'll, okay, I'll so follow up on all of them.
1: For story, you know, I was gonna... I was gonna say... I had another game in mind, which I'll bring up later, because it actually stole uh, the music category. And these two mm. these two games were battling for both categories. So I had to give one to one and one to the other. <clears throat> and for the story, for my choice, I chose the Halo Trilogy. Mm, okay. And this is just because... Uh, um, super biased and super nostalgic. The
0: And I say Halo part tr- of, Say what? That, that's part of what this is, right? It's a little bit you know, you're supposed to have a little bit of bias and nostalgia in here because it's kind of about like games from when we were young or that we remember fondly, you know? Yeah. One one game I was considering for this
1: category was uh the most recent Resident Evil games, 7 and 8 because I really like the character of Ethan Winters mm-hmm. but Halo is just one of those games that it kind of like uh, it kind of imprints on your childhood and for me it was one of the games that all my cousins looked forward to because then we'd like play together and i specifically point out the original trilogy because after that aside from like one other game all my cousins just kind of like like after this trilogy it wasn't as closely it wasn't as tightly knit like this game was like or these games were like a bonding agent for my
0: family I guess if you think about it, like, you know, if I had to, if I had to put my own guess out there as to when you guys were playing, I would say it would have to be like middle school to early high school. Cause I feel like late high school is when people kind of oh, started shit. falling off. We we're playing off. these from like elementary school to early high school. Okay, elementary school. I was guessing middle school because. You know, my parents probably game came let me out. The first game
1: came out in like 2002, maybe 2001. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we played. I played that one after I played the second one. And the second one got me hooked. And the second mm. one is like considered to be like potentially the best one. It's like. tie. It's like. A lot of people either say Halo 3 or Halo 2 is the best one. So what
0: what aspects of the story or the characters really like drew you in even as a kid well master chief
1: is just a badass in a giant suit of armor with a cool voice (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then everyone likes him (laughs) okay so because he's awesome (laughs) so it's very easy i guess as a kid to be drawn to that that yes and then uh So, like, that's probably, like, the main draw of the first game. It's got some cool, like, horror elements in there, too. And it's got, like, space combat. There's a lot of lore in these games that's pretty cool. Uh, But in the second and third one, you kind of, like, you're playing as Master Chief, but you're also playing as this character called the Arbiter, which is probably my favorite character because he's, like... uh, He's like, he starts off as like a super religious guy who's like, he's like from another species. He's like an alien and his species is like super religious, but he breaks away from that because he like learns the truth behind like what his people are doing. And then he mm. sides with the Master Chief. And I thought that
0: was always like really cool. Okay. Okay. Now, do you do you feel like you probably had a similar arc growing no. up where you were maybe not religious, but you had a certain way of thinking, and then you, you realized, oh, shit. Maybe no, that's... I always envisioned myself as the master chief. Oh, yeah? Mm, okay. <laughs> well, pretty cool pick. You know, I was pretty separated. I knew the franchise. I knew the franchise because, of course, like, All, like everyone you knew was playing halo i feel like especially in the u.s where xbox was so huge especially in those days i feel like it was cooler to be like an xbox gamer than it was to be like a nintendo gamer or a playstation gamer you know what i'm talking about like in the middle school days in the early high school days
1: why i have this on here because like early xbox live is just like It was really cool. I feel like online gaming nowadays is just, like, lame as shit in comparison.
0: I know, like, I don't exactly know what you're talking about because I was not part of the Xbox Live, like, early Xbox Live, like, middle school, high school days. But I know kind of what you're saying because... Like, there was definitely that, like, raw community about it. Because I know Michael Carr was super into it. Josh Culpepper was super into it. And whenever I would play... You know, I actually... went One time I went to Michael Carr's house. And we played some, like, Call of Duty or something on Xbox Live. And it was like I stepped into a a new world that I did not know even (laughs) existed. You know? Because he had Josh Culpepper on on the line, I guess it was. And Josh was... You know he was a little bit out of pocket. I'll I'll be the first to admit that. You know he was a little bit out of pocket. <laughs> he calling people the inward. No, no, he was not. Okay, don't make me peek my damn audio. I see my audio peeking over here in the in the damn corner. No, he was not. He was not doing anything like wild, like Buck Wild. I would say, but well, he was I, like a I different liked, personality.
1: I always like getting into arguments on the Xbox Live because uh, you could just say the randomest shit and it would
0: be funny. Uh, I mean, I think that was like maybe it wasn't necessarily Xbox Live, maybe it was just like the early, like internet. Yeah, I, I say Xbox Live because w- when I was growing up,
1: I didn't really know about this. I just happened to get my cousin to set it up for me, so for me it was like super mysterious. Mm -hmm. And that was
0: really cool. Yeah, like, I I feel like in those early days of, like, communicating on the internet, even if you were just communicating via text with others, like, not even by voice, there was a certain level of, like, it it was a different culture. Like, you kind of expected people not to act like they do in real life. Whereas today, you... If people don't act like they act in real life, you feel you're like, accountable. oh, yeah, it's like, oh, this person's kind of weird, you know, like they're, they're a little bit out of pocket. They're a little strange. I don't know if I want to be on this guy's team. If you're playing like a team based game, <laughs> you know, like you might be like, I don't know if I should heal this guy. He might be, <laughs> he might be on, another, on another level. He just healed a racist to full health. Yeah. Like then you're the problem, right? <laughs> Like, if you're healing, if you're in like Overwatch and you're healing a, a racist guy, that means you're also maybe, you know, an accomplice. You're, you're like an accomplice to racism. You can't be healing him, you know, even if that means taking the L. But like back in the day, if you heard that, you know, of course you would be like, okay, I don't want to associate with this guy. But it might be more like, it was so common back to, back in the day to hear that, that you would be like, you wouldn't even really call them out. You'd be like, this guy's just a scumbag, you know, and they they exist on the internet. Nowadays, you, you're more likely to maybe stand up against it, you know? Yeah. Or maybe that's just part of being an adult, too. Like maybe it's just as you've true. grown older. Yeah. You're, you're like, like, okay. As a kid, you're just, well, I don't want to speak for both of
1: us, but I was just kind of laughing my ass off. As at a kid? Any, at any argument that
0: was, like, going on. Yeah, if you would hear people getting mad, you would you would kind <laughs> of be like, okay, these guys are like going crazy, but like also you're still as a kid you're learning what the environment is like, and so when you hear that, you don't know what to think about that. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, this kind of divulged into like an internet culture segment instead of a video game nostalgia story segment. But for me, I'm a little bit cheating on the story one because it's not one that I played as a kid. It's one that I played in my undergrad, um, in college. So I must have been around, probably 1920 when I played this game. I put, for story, I put Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I know this will be a bit controversial because people are like, oh, the story's not as good as Xenoblade Chronicles 1. But for me, I really liked the story in this game. I liked the way, like, the characters kind of interacted with, with each other. And, um... You know, I should probably give a little bit of preface as to what the game is about. But it's kind of like, it's basically like an anime plot, right? Mm-hmm. Like this um, this random kid goes on a mission where he dies, and then he gets brought back to life by a blade, which also has all the blades and all kind of like the special weapons in this game have human personas. And so he gets brought back to life by the most legendary and powerful blade ever, who also happens to be like a chick with huge tits, of course, because it's like an anime game. And so, okay. but then because now they're linked, because their life force is tied, they're like, okay, you have to deliver me to Elysium where I belong. And so the whole game is about you kind of making this journey on these crazy crazy environments that are also living like all the environments in this game, like all the islands you visit, I'll say are giant beasts so you're on top of these huge like behemoth, kind of lovecraftian creatures, and but you're also just adventuring around it's pretty cool, honestly mm-hmm. um, and so I would say this is probably from a story perspective my favorite, because you know, you meet so many colorful characters along the way, like you meet This character, uh, Nia, who's... Actually, I don't want to spoil the game either, right? Uh, (laughs) But anyway, you meet all these different characters along the way, and they all have their own distinctive personalities. They all have their own little character quirks and flaws, and they all kind of grow throughout the story. Honestly, it's weird because I would say one of the few characters that maybe you could argue doesn't grow that much is the main character. He does progress by the end. But, you know, it's not really as much like... uh, I feel like it's not as much as the other characters. But anyway, RPG, like it's a JRPG. And I feel like RPGs always have really engaging, fun stories. So Mm. that's another reason why I really liked it. It's one of those games, honestly, you could sync like... I think I sunk in like 200 plus hours into this game. Oh my. Yeah, you were. You were grinding that game. And it's weird because, you know, you can put 200 hours into a game like Super Smash Bros. because it's endlessly replayable, right? Yeah. But for a story based game, I feel like it's a little more rare that you see people dump in those, like, those several hundred hour marks, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't know how many times I've played the Halo games.
0: I mean, I've played all of them,
1: but in the multiplayer,
0: probably a lot. Yeah, probably an insane amount. But like, take for example, and I don't. I want to steal your thunder if this is another game on your list. But take, for example, Breath of the Wild. Right. I was thinking about will it on there for art, but did not. Like, that's another game, though, that you... You know, the gameplay is so good. Honestly, the story is a little bit minimal in that game. But yeah, the, the gameplay story is, is less kind of vague in that game. But I it, like that. I like that, too. I, I, I thought that aspect of the story was pretty cool, but because it's so, like open because there's such I don't want to say little story but because you can do the story at your own pace you can play that game almost endlessly as well you know even though it's a story driven game in quotations it's more of a gameplay driven game in my opinion yeah uh
1: I guess you want to move on to gameplay yeah I mean that's a good uh segue Uh, Well, for my gameplay, I have uh, Pokemon Unite.
0: (laughs) Pokemon Unite, bro? From a gameplay (laughs) perspective? I mean, you press like four (laughs) buttons in that game, bro.
1: (laughs) You know, I was going to say Pokemon Unite. (laughs) Uh, But I think... Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go actually... With... With the original Donkey Kong Country. Mmm, wow. Okay. That's one I did not expect from you. Because uh, those games are like Donkey Kong Country has everything that I like in one game. You got swinging, you have to like swing on shit, you have jumping, you have. Uh basically quick time events. All of this wrapped up in a cool like setting and funny characters. It's pretty mm-hmm. fun.
0: You get to bounce mm-hmm. around on shit. I will say, like, with those types of platforming games, a huge factor of the gameplay is how satisfying the platforming is like of course the controls have to be crisp but it also has to have that additional layer of almost like asmr like satisfaction you know yeah and so for example mario i don't know how to that yeah um and i i don't know exactly how it is in donkey kong country but one example of a platformer i really liked let me think about this one example, I guess, is Ori and the Blind Forest is a platformer I loved. Playing. That's a hard game. That is a hard game. Um, and I really liked it because it had those elements of, like, almost, they're not quick time events, but, like, almost rhythmic platforming where to get the timing right on the jumps, yeah, you have to kind of have this cadence and this flow to your movement. That's so satisfying, you know? And they build that into the gameplay and it almost makes you feel like, I don't know, it makes you feel the execution, not only in the mechanical sense, but also in the fluidity and the gameplay sense. And I think that really sets some platform, some platformer games apart from like the rest of them. But, yeah, you know, that's I think, a good I think pick. think it's a slept on genre honestly. Platformer. Yeah, I think it is. It's not one that it's like it's, it's you kind don't of outdated, notice really, but it's a little bit outdated for sure and it's one that you don't notice when games are doing it right because it just feels right. But then when you play one that gets it a little bit wrong that you wish was different, you you notice that instantly. You know. one game that I fucking hate and Kieran is
1: obsessed with he loves this game but I hate it and I don't know if you were there for the for the time that I live streamed this game
0: I already know the game you're gonna say what is it? Super Meat Boy I fucking hate Super Meat Boy I know it was Super Meat Boy because like some people really love the way that game moves and the way it platforms and some people can't they can't do it. You know, they can't play it.
1: I hate that game. And I think it's a little unfair of me to say that because I think when I was playing that game, there was there was definitely something wrong with my game. And it was causing me to fall through platforms randomly. And I
0: would fall through a platform and I'd get fucking buzzsawed. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like, if you have something ruined ruin the experience like that, that's impossible to play. Um, and the and worst part game- is is that
1: I think I was just... I think you guys... I don't know if you're there again, but I think Mizuki, Alex, and Kieran were trolling me, pretending like there was nothing going on, when clearly I was falling through the platforms. And they were like, bro, what are you doing?
0: I, I think I was there, actually, at least for one of the streams that you did of Super Meat Boy. Um, and I I have played that game before, um. At a friend's on like on like a friend's system, and one thing I noticed about it was that it's way slideier. Like the momentum carryover to the actions that you do in that game, it's way more than I was used to in other platformers. So that put me off a little bit on the game, but I know it's actually like a intended and very core element of the gameplay because you're moving quickly, right? Yeah.
1: Never playing that game ever again. Uh, You you don't want to give it a second go-round? Nah, I ain't got the time. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. Do you want to... Have
0: you already said gameplay? I have not, actually. Um, For me, gameplay, like, I decided, first of all, honorable mention for, like, a lot of these categories is Super Smash Bros. The Franchise. You know, that game is goaded for many reasons. One aspect, of course, being the gameplay. Like the gameplay is amazing in that game. Um, I mean, if you're a fighting game, your gameplay has to be top notch because that's the that's the whole game, right? Yeah. Um, But also the social aspect of those types of games is really important. And so I want to throw if it was social best social game, Smash would be number one. Right, but I decided to keep it off the list because it was too a little too ubiquitous, but I'll just throw it out there that it's Games that it's can be coded. replayed
1: over and over again, I feel like I don't like giving them spots over other games that it, that set out to achieve a certain goal. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but just so the viewers know, it, it, for both of us, in fact, I think I'm speaking for both of us when I say, like, that game, it's coded the the franchise is goaded. you know yeah. that and Mario Kart, um, and Mario Kart almost made one of my other <laughs> categories here, but it did not. Um, but gameplay. I prefer for gameplay. I put Splatoon two. Oh shit! As, yeah, I forgot about that. As my top gameplay pick, because of all the you know a couple games that were in the running. For example, uh, one was Breath of the Wild. Because when you play Breath of the Wild, you feel like a freaking boss, you know, when you're doing all these cool tricks that you've built up along the way. Um, it's it's super nice. Of course, Smash, I already mentioned, is part of the gameplay. Um, Elden Ring, for me, even though it's a recent game, it had really good gameplay for me. Um, all the Legend of Zelda games, in general, I love the gameplay. But Splatoon 2... It's a game that I only started playing probably in my undergrad, Um, so also not from the childhood, but it still has that special place in my heart because the fluidity of the movement and, like... It's perfect. It's it's honestly... It's not too slidey. It's, like, the perfect amount of slide. It's the perfect amount of slide, like... And when we say slide, it's a shooting game where you can be both, like, on foot shooting people, but you can also swim through your own ink that you're spraying on the ground while you're shooting people. Yeah, it doesn't so feel like ice. It feels like it's actually, like, some kind of liquid. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the walking around is, is normal. You know, it's what you expect from walking around. But the swimming is, like, you're fast, but you also feel the viscosity of the ink and the shooting is like every weapon in that game is I would say pretty well designed like they all have their own little quirks Um they, yeah, they're very creative have you seen the, uh, the tr- gameplay trailer for this third one I have I, I, I'm super hyped for Splatoon 3 I hope we can get like an actual group to play because in the past for the listeners out there it's been mainly me Don V and maybe like two or three others who played? but occasionally Kirin or Little Boku yeah Little Boku the legend the god I and mean, he was goaded he was goaded with the sauce man he was out there just like destroying people basically it's this kid who at the time was in high school <laughs> okay I don't need <laughs> to give my backstory on Little Boku I, I mean the, it's crazy because he was a high schooler and he was like destroying everyone he was like our hard carry on the squad and he was one of our friend's little brothers um but yeah so he you know he was playing with us and i really felt like when you played that game it's so unlike anything you've ever played and it controls so fluidly i can't even describe it i want to find a way to describe it for the listeners because those words don't really translate but you know it's like you really feel in command of your character at all times. And it's very satisfying, you know. It, it's very skill-based. It's um, it's the whole package from a gameplay perspective. And it's not a conventional shooter. Um, so, that's, I don't know. I thought it was really nice. Hmm. Yeah, very. it's a very unique game. So, uh, next, I guess... I don't know, from gameplay, we can move on to maybe... What do you want to do, music? And then art style?
1: Let's do music, because I'm a little nervous about the art style. And yeah. Not sure if many people would get it. Uh, So for music, I think there's a high chance that maybe you chose this one as well. But I had to go with Undertale. Mm. Undertale has endless bangers. I mean there's
0: not a bad song in Undertale. No, there's not a bad song in Undertale. I regularly put on the Undertale soundtrack. Yeah, me too. when I do stuff because even the even the you know a soundtrack is absolutely just like you know a soundtrack is absolutely amazing. When the the, theme. the little tracks, you know, like the yeah. tracks that just show up for one room in the game are amazing
1: yeah I think I think for me uh, undertale is pretty much uncontested when it comes to music
0: okay it's fair and so what is your favorite track if you could name one track from undertale oh my god I think it's probably metatons theme that's a great one You know what Undertale does so well with music? The different variations on certain themes? Yeah, the different variations and like you know, even in one track, you can go to a couple different places, you know? And that's what... Metatron's theme is one that actually goes to a couple different places, which is fitting. You mean like as you progress in the boss fight? Yeah, exactly. Like, it has almost different... Like, I don't know because I'm not a music guy, but it almost feels like it has different movements, you know? Yeah, I like Uh,
1: Like, it's called Death by Glamour, but there's also another song that's, like, associated with Metaton where it's just, like... It's, like, a happier... I I think it might be, like, the game show theme where it's, like... Mm -hmm. I really like that one as well. Yeah,
0: that's, like, the... Ah, what is it? Because that's in the main boss theme, but it's also just in another track, yeah. right? Yes, it is. I, I like that because it kind of keeps the the motif, right? I don't know if it's mm-hmm. it's I like the, that's right. the the light motif or the motif of of that area of the game or that character. I love it when those little personality flares come. Okay, through so that's track. that's my
1: favorite boss theme. But I think my actual favorite theme is the core theme. Hmm.
0: Oh, that one's the one that goes like dun 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 dun. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, that one's so good, man. That, that yeah. one is really good. Yeah. If you guys haven't listened to the Undertale soundtrack, I know Undertale is highly memed upon in the internet community because of the fan base. I feel of- like my- like it.
1: I feel like people look at Undertale's <laughs> as kind of cringy, but they also know that Undertale is based.
0: I think so. Like, I I don't know though, because that's an our community of people who've like played the game and and know about the game, right? Maybe. And so, like, if if the Undertale community has ever set you back from listening to the soundtrack. Listen to the damn soundtrack just alone without any connotation and you'll be blown away. I think for most of our listeners, you know, it's not something that would stray you away from listening to the to to the soundtrack. But in case you are, just give it a try and you'll be blown back. But yeah, that's a great choice. That's a great pick. I'm curious as to what you've picked now, if it wasn't Undertale. I mean, that's the thing. For me, it was such an uncontested no-brainer for me that I didn't even consider other uh, games, but Undertale is a game that I would consider. But me, I had to pick Maple Story for this one. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, I forgot. It's an MMORPG that I played as a kid, where you basically make like your little... It's a Korean game where you make your, like, your little character and you try to level them up and, and upgrade your stats and stuff. But This game had no business having a soundtrack as goaded as it does, and its soundtrack is amazing. Like, um, it has. It's weird because, you know, it's it's really comfy, I would say the soundtrack is. It has, like, a few lo fi esque elements, a few just, like, poppy elements, but the, the tracks vary wildly with the environment that you're in, right? Of course, as they should. Um, so you've got some more darker, more intense tracks. You've got some more like uplifting light tracks. You've got some just like really lo-fi, comfortable, aesthetic bangers. You know, you've got the whole spectrum of tracks in this game. And as a kid, when I was playing, I appreciated the music. But then when I went back to it as kind of an older teen, I was like, okay, this game is wild from a music perspective. Um, and I, I'd say if I had to pick a track I really like, one, I mean, I could, oh man, like all the talent themes are good. Everything is, oh man, all the tracks are good. I would say one area of the game I really liked is the Temple of Time, where you, you kind of fight these like weird time-based enemies and it has three zones. It has like the zone of Remembrance, which is kind of happy and cheerful. Like you're remembering nice things. And then you have the, the zone of, Oh man, I forget what it is. Yeah. Let, let me look up temple of time. I think it's repentance where you like, you're looking back on your memories, but they're kind of like you regret things or you, you feel bad about some things you've done in the past. So it's a little more like somber I would say, like, more on the sad side as com- as compared to, like, the happy remembrance side. And then you have the, the last zone is the zone of, like, forgetfulness. So this is, like, you've forgotten all your memories, and it's very dark, and it's very ominous. And it feels, <laughs> I don't know, I like that progression, and the enemies keep getting harder. So you go from, like, this happy zone to, like, this sad zone to, like, this really dark, angsty zone, you know? And I really love that um and then a boss area that i really liked a boss bgm that i really like listen
1: to like repentance right now i skipped like halfway through the track just to kind of get the picture of it this one Mm -hmm. sounds really cool
0: yeah i i can um yeah we can we can suggest them to the audience but let me actually look up the names of of the tracks here um Remembrance, forgetfulness, repentance. I think that's the three. Remembrance, repentance, and forgetfulness. But uh, they're very... Yeah, they're, they're... they give me... This is like a true nostalgia pick, I guess, for me. Like, whenever I hear those tracks, I'm instantly teleported back into me <laughs> sitting in front of my old shitty computer, just grinding out mobs for days, just listening to these BGMs. But yeah. And then Cygnus Garden is another pick from that game. It's a song that plays when you fight a boss, and it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool take on boss music because the boss is like... One of the one of the heroes of the world that's turned evil, and you have to fight that hero. And so it's a little bit on the sadder side, I would say. Um, or it's more like an accepting side than maybe sad side. but yeah, Cygnus Garden, pretty cool. Uh, for music, those are that's gotta be my pick is Maple story. But undertale, your suggestion is pretty damn good too, I would say. Uh, It it would definitely be my
1: second pick. Well, you know, Splatoon 2 also has insane music.
0: Splatoon 2 has... If you talk about music that gets you in the mood to play the game, Splatoon 2 is right up there, you know? Splatoon 2's music is, like, perfectly suited for the aesthetic of the game as well. And it's cool because the whole... The central theme of the game, like the avatars of the game, and the main story NPCs—I don't know—they're all musicians, right? So it makes sense; it has to have good music. If not, then it's trash. Know. Well, you have—was um, it Callie and Maria? That's Callie true. and Mary like were pop singers. Idols. Yeah, and then in the new games, you have the DJ. Imagine <laughs> uh, the OSD sucked ass. Oh man, that would be cringe. Honestly, <laughs> it'd be so cringe if it was ass. You know, one uh,
1: when I first played Smash Four, uh, one of the songs that I heard on that OST that I I've never I had never played. I haven't played a lot of the games that were featured in Smash Four. I feel like at the time, anyways, but. When I first played that game, I heard a song called Outdoors at 7 p.m. from Animal Crossing. And mm-hmm. that
0: song is really good. Yeah, the Animal Crossing OST, Yeah, I've never played Animal Crossing, but in Smash, you play on the Animal Crossing stages pretty frequently because they're what we call neutral stages or like, not maybe not neutral, but tournament legal stages. And the osts on that you're never complaining no matter which song comes up you know then you get fucking duck hunt <laughs> and you get <laughs> swan song swan lake i think it was i mean swan lake is okay just not fighting music you know <clears throat> but yeah so on to art i'll let you go first the art style i was a little stuck here I was stuck because, like, I kind of wanted to say Xenoblade Chronicles for art as well. It's kind of anime art aesthetic, but each blade has their own, like, kind of hand-drawn picture associated with them, as well as their 3D model, which is pretty cool. But for art style, I actually... Oh, and here's here's some other games. So, Honorable Mentions, Cuphead. I put Cuphead on, as honorable mention, because, one, the gameplay is fantastic, and it's all hand-drawn, and it's beautiful, right? True. It's so fluid, it's amazing. Cuphead, really... I mean, it's kind of goaded on, on art style. But for art style, I actually... Now I'm wondering if I regret this pick, <laughs> but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to put Breath of the Wild for art style, because uh, it's, it's got kind of like this... You know, it's obviously, like, a 3D game with, um, like, good graphics. But it's also still stylized. And all the sceneries, all the backgrounds, even though you know they're 3D, they look like paintings, you know? The landscapes, the openness, everything is so beautiful in that game. And not only that, but the clash of styles, right? So you've got this, like, overgrown kind of, like a wild look right a la the name breath of the wild but then you've also got this ancient but advanced technology side that clashes with that right like you've got this overgrown shit and then you've got the i forget what they're called like the um the weird automatons that walk around um what are they called i forgot but uh, you've got, like, the super advanced technology that's there. And all the, you know, the spiral, I feel like, is a common theme in those things. And the, those ancient, like, creepy artifacts that you fight, they're also in the same style as these huge machines that you're trying to resuscitate and have help you in the fight. Uh, all the characters, they're your classic you know Legend of Zelda characters you know you still got the Gorons you still got the Zoras but all done in that distinct style I feel like and I don't yeah, know I the way you go
1: back and play that again
0: but Alex fucking stole my copy oh really what the yeah. hell man <laughs> 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 you gotta get that shit back so you can put play... well Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out sometime. um I can and wait yeah, I I just feel like the way that everything melted together, even though you had those juxtaposing like sides of the really uh the really old, overgrown, unkempt style with like the super advanced technology coming together, it all fits so well in. And it, it's very beautiful. It's a very beautiful game to play through. <clears throat> Okay, so
1: for mine, it might be a little bit controversial, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Fortnite.
0: (laughs) Fortnite, bro, no, no. That's like saying.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. It's not. My choice is not Fortnite, but, you know, it is still a controversial choice because this is actually. This is not. This is a weird game. It's not on any console. It's on a, it's on your computer and it's on I found it on ebombs world. Ebombs world? What the hell is ebombs <laughs> world, bro? It's like the poor man's uh fucking oh my god. What's that other gaming website?
0: With like flash games. Like I don't know, mini clip? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's the shit I was on What's uh,
1: What's the fucking Friday Night fucking shit on? Oh, I thought that shit was on Steam. I didn't even know. Newgrounds. It's like the poor man's Newgrounds.
0: (laughs) E-bombs world. I've heard that name before, but...
1: (laughs) Dude, I used to go on this shit all the time. They had so many fucked up games on there. (laughs) They They had a game on there where, like, uh you played this guy who was at like a bar and he was like trying basically the objective was to get laid (laughs) you're playing these games as a kid yes in elementary school (laughs) oh my god In school no less god damn okay i wasn't playing them at school not that dumb (laughs) okay so i was playing um my choice is this game called frank's adventure 3 Frank's Adventure
0: 3. Let me look this shit up real quick.
1: Okay, I'll give you a chance to look it up.
0: What the hell is this? Let's see. Oh my gosh. What the hell? When I click the link, like... I should have done this in <laughs> Are you in trying to ink- play the game? <laughs> I clicked a link and like literally... <laughs> it took me to like an adult website what the hell were you on bro (laughs) okay so i should have done this in a damn incognito three
1: is a is a game where you play a guy and basically these aliens are i forget like the actual plot because the plot doesn't really matter but basically you're trying to help this alien out and basically the alien wants nude photos of the women (laughs) living around the city
0: what the you're playing this in elementary school
1: and uh, one of the women, you get her, you get their photo, because uh, you like sell them crack. <laughs> oh my gosh! What the fuck? What the <laughs> hell type of shit were you on, bro? <laughs> and the reason this is my uh, my choice for art is because this game rips off a bunch of like, basically. They steal characters from other series. Like Spike Spiegel is in this game. Brian from Family Guy. (laughs) Ty, from Digimon, is that his name? Ty. I I don't know. The main character from Digimon. Fucking. uh... The Barney's Barney Rubble's wife is in this game.
0: What? And you know, I just like I like the pictures. Okay, I. I literally clicked on a link to play this game, and it's giving me a warning of adult content. (laughs) This is some... To our viewers, don't play this game. Do not play this game. Uh, We don't endorse this type of content on the Fox and the Clown podcast. It's simply for educational purposes.
1: Okay, so that's my choice for art, but if I had to actually pick a real game... I might again. <laughs> really? that's on an actual console. I might pick uh, Star Fox sixty four.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Because I like the low polygon aesthetic of it.
0: Yeah, all the games of the time, like on the N sixty four, they had that kind of like polygon, weird segmented. Like I don't know how to describe that look. Like blocky but like everyone's articulation points were like corners you know like literally yeah. infin- infinitesimally small points I feel like so you got that and then you got like uh
1: like the animal characters which for me at the time was uh something new
0: <laughs> not in a weird way it was a very eye-opening experience, very exploratory experience for Don V.
1: <clears throat> and so now we're on to actually the hardest video game bosses that we've ever uh, conquered, perhaps.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Before we get into it, I mean, this podcast is going a little bit long. I'm going to have to edit some parts down. Yeah. I'm going to go take a damn piss break, so... I'll be right back. okay and we're back
1: we're back and we're ready to reveal our
0: uh our picks for our hardest video game bosses hardest video game bosses yeah and just to be fair to everyone this takes into account the stage of your life that you were when you were fighting the boss yes right so if you were a damn little kid who barely knew how to press a and b you might have a lot of trouble against bowser you know, <laughs> yeah bowser or something I mean bowser to be honest he's pretty tough but yeah so what's your picks so for my
1: picks my my the game that i consider to be my f- favorite game is this game called dragon ball z supersonic warriors <laughs> and i played this shit out of this game so this, honestly, probably the highest play time game of my entire life. And this is just a fucking Game Boy game. And I played it so much because I liked Dragon Ball Z.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember seeing in a magazine that there was actually a second game. Uh, but it was on the DS. This is when the DS first came out. So this is way back in the day. And uh, I had no idea what a DS even was. I didn't even know how to get the game. So uh, I think sometime in middle school, probably like 7th to 8th grade to maybe 9th grade of high school, uh, I went on Amazon and I bought this fucking game because I finally had a DS. And I remembered, oh, I haven't played this game yet, Supersonic Warriors 2 and there's a game mode in this game called maximum mode and it's supposed to be like a challenge and it's like 50 stages where you just fight groups of the characters like 3v3 style they all have their separate health bar but i got to a point i was making my way through the stages of this game mode and i got to a point where like there's this character named broly and this isn't this isn't the boss that, that i'm choosing either there's a guy named Broly, and in DBZ, Broly is canonically like a badass, and like he shits out damage and he'll fuck you up. But I noticed that Broly there was no other characters on Broly's team. And I was like, what the hell? Why would they Why would they do this? I have three characters or three health bars. This guy has one health bar. Mm-hmm. So I fight this guy. And I thought this was the hardest boss I've ever fought. Because he has this ball attack his where he like shoots balls at you and he shoots five of them in a row. And if one hits you, the rest will hit you and they'll okay you. Mm. So you have to dodge them. Get close enough to him and hope that he doesn't hit you. Hope that you can actually like kill him. Basically. So after mm. a little bit of time, I beat this guy. And then... I fought fought like more groups of three characters until I got to this other character named Cell. Who was the new hardest boss. He was harder than Broly. And he was also by himself. And what he would do, his fucking gimmick, was that he would shoot out little balls. (laughs) And then those balls would shoot you. And they would shoot like constant like hit scan lasers across the screen. And so mm. he, it was harder to get to him than it was Broly. And then I finally beat him. I think I got lucky on him. And then I got to the real boss, which was the main character, Goku. But I, I call this guy... I call this version of Goku Super Saiyan 2 Goku. Because regular Super Saiyan Goku is not nearly as good... As this version of Goku. And what he would do. Is he was basically just Broly and Cell combined. Where he would shoot. A giant beam at you. And if it hits you. He'd shoot four more. Which you can't do. As a normal character. So he would like. The characters just like. Hacked the game basically. Mm. And, they made uh, them special for the boss fight. Yeah it was uh me a while it was one of those characters where i thought i was like it's one of the first times where i was like i don't know if i could ever beat this
0: Mm. yeah i i definitely had that moment before for sure and actually mine is similar to yours funny enough where it's a series of fights um it is and it's kind of you know maybe it's low-hanging fruit because the mode is called boss battles But in Super Smash Bros. Brawl, there is a boss battles mode where you fight every boss you do in the story sequentially. Oh, wow. And you have, like, three hearts, and there's different difficulties, and so you could do it on intense. Beating boss battles on intense in Brawl was, like, something I legit spent the whole time I played Brawl, which was probably, like, four years trying and aiming to do and I did it once and that's the <laughs> that's it I was never able to repeat it ever again but um beating boss battles on intense in brawl was it had to have been the, the hardest one because it's the same way where like you know all the bosses moves are telegraphed but on intense you have some moves that just insta kill you straight up so, if you get caught lacking, then you're, like, you know, you're done on a, some stupid stuff, right? On, like, yeah. something that you should be able to dodge. So, you have to be fully focused. If you're tilted, it's over. And then there are some bosses that aren't meant to kill you. I feel like they're just meant to damage you. <laughs> and, like, you, you'll you end the boss fight at, like, 300% damage, and you're, like, I'm doomed. <laughs> if the next boss even so much as taps me, I'm I'm done, you know? So I would say that's probably my number one pick, and it's cheating because it's multiple bosses, but that mode, if I had to pick one boss, I would probably pick, I don't know, like, so an honorable mention at least is Margit the Fell Omen from Elden Ring that I fought recently. That is, an, <laughs> that, that is an actually hard boss from a mechanical standpoint, from, like, execution, but I was a grown-ass man. You know, I was 24 years old when I fought that boss, so I feel like I can't really count that. Yeah. Um, I, A boss I fought as a kid that I had so much trouble with, definitely a few Legend of Zelda bosses caught me off guard, I would say. Yeah, there's a few Zelda bosses that would my ass- I'm trying to think of some right now. I will say I just, real quick, uh, the part one
1: of the parts, one of the things that made like the the bosses that I mentioned difficult is that it's not like a traditional fighting game boss. It's like uh, it's hard. If, I wouldn't say that the moves are telegraphed. If anything, they're like almost randomized. So sometimes you would just
0: get lucky, sometimes you wouldn't. It's like you know the pool of moves, but you just don't know when they'll happen. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can't think of a, a Legend of Zelda boss. Like To be fair, I started gaming pretty early on. And so I would say either a Legend of Zelda boss or like Matt from Wii Sports was pretty tough. But yeah
1: it's so hard to show you an example of the boss fights that i'm mentioning because the only videos that people upload are them beating it with like mm. one character it's just like fucking tryhards yeah oh well
0: yeah Those this are, podcast uh, this is it's, a pretty long it's been a long one yeah it's been quite the long one All right, then. Well, uh, I don't think we
1: have any emails this week. Uh,
0: Let's quickly, before we... I mean, we shouldn't spend much time on it because it's been far too long for the listeners. But we also want to talk about productivity life hacks. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rapid fire. One or two life hacks for productivity. From me? Yeah, from both of us. You go go first. (laughs) I would say one life hack I have for productivity is... If you really don't like what you're doing, set a timer. Do 25 minutes on, 10 minutes off. 25 minutes on, 10 minutes off. Okay, let and me keep, go. And keep going like that, and then it'll be better. Okay, mine is to just start.
1: Once you start something and like uh, actually like trying to pay attention to it, you'll kind of get into a, a mind state where it's like, You're comfortable
0: working on it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. And the other one I would say is find the time of day that you're most productive. For me it's the morning. And then do it in that time. And then don't like if if you don't do it in like the afternoon, don't beat yourself up about it. Because it's not your productive time anyway. Just do it when you know you're productive. And then stick to it at that time of day. You know? Yeah.
1: My second one is to take a shower.
0: And it'll clear your head up. (laughs) There you go. So use all of our tips combined. And you're sure to be amongst the most productive individuals who has ever even been conceived on planet Earth. And clean. And clean. Also, you'll be the cleanest. Alright, well... Thanks
1: for listening, everyone. To the Fox and the Con podcast. And have yourselves a damn good one.